pregame live continues. I'm Marenzi kicking it with Cam Stewart. All right, let's bring in uh, Mick Aussie right now. Uh, no explanation necessary. We have USA versus Australia. Men's basketball coming up. Della Vadova and the dirty crew that they are looking to slow down the U.S. of A. What's going on, Mick Aussie? Hey, 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 Della Vadova. He is a great team player. And listening to Andrew Bogart and Luke Longley, they reckon the injury to Aaron Baines is bad, but it might not cost them the gold medal. So the Aussie NBA X-Stars are pretty confident, Gabe and Cam. Uh, you know, Aaron Baines is a bad NBA player, but he's not bad. <laughs> the Raptors actually released him today. Yeah, the Raptors yeah, I know actually did. released him today. <laughs> I was just talking about him last night about how bad he was. But for Australia, he actually isn't bad. It's sort of like Patty Mills. Patty Mills is a star for Australia. It can't help not having Baines. But this game's going to come down to the three-point shooting, uh, Mick. Australia are getting 11.5 points uh, right now. And we were talking about Jock Landale just signed uh, with the San Antonio Spurs yesterday, Mick. So things are going well for Australian basketball. Are you calling the upset, Mick? Oh, I'm pretty confident because there's no I in team, as they say. And the uh, the teams, the countries, they're used to playing together. A few of the NBA players for the Americans got there late. But apparently there's a bit of whining and complaining about the FIBA ball feeling a bit different and a bit lighter. But like... Uh, Andrew Bogart said, there's so many things you have to deal with. So those Americans that are complaining about the difference in the FIBA ball, suck it up, boys. you got to play as a team. So, yes, we're a chance. Aussies, they want it bad. They want it bad. And especially with Ben Crybaby Simmons not there, wouldn't that even be better if they win it without that arrogant guy in the team? Hi, uh, crybaby, you're being pretty nice. I think uh Yeah, very nice. I was expecting more venom there, Gabe. I think uh yeah. What what word do you guys use? Uh, uh, wanker? I use I use wanker, traitor. Sheep shagger. Sheep shagger. Sheep shagger. <laughs> it's not just for Scots anymore. Yeah, that's right. He's a sheep shagger. <laughs> I like nah, nah, listen. No, nah, listen. We were talking about it earlier. Let's move on. I should. Uh, no, that was we awesome. talking I about love she, I love Sheep Jagger. That's a great term. We were, <laughs> nah, nah. We, hey, listen, no. We were talking about it earlier, Mick. And what a disgrace this guy is. I'm telling you, he's a disgrace to Australia. Australia are up against, up against it against the best basketball nation in the world. And there are all these other guys. There's Patty Mills. There's Matisse uh, Tybel. Uh, there's Joe Ingles. There's, you know, uh, yep. you know, Jock Landale, you know, proud to represent Nick Cave, proud to represent the country. And Ben Simmons is supposed to, he thinks he's a superstar. He can, number one, help the team. They're probably glad he's not there, but it's actually a disgrace because, like, they might lose by a couple mm -hmm. of points and he, they'd be a better team with him, even though he's a jerk off. They'd be a better team True. with him. Right. And, the fact he's not there is disgraceful, man. It's actually disgraceful. Well, you just said jerk off, Gabe. So we like to say a flog. And your mate Dave Sherapan, he thought I said frog the other Sunday night. A flog. He's a flog. Nick Kiprios is the biggest flog from Australia. And Ben Simmons is a very <laughs> close second. And they're very impressed with that. Uh, 
Dante Axum's been playing very well as well there. So they're happy with him and the team game is going to be a ripper. So what's a flog? A flog is a tool? Like a flog's an uh, idiot? Yeah, same as a jerk-off <laughs> wanker, you know? Feeding oh, the oh, chooks, yeah. choking the chicken. What? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, wanker. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Right. I reckon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we've learned, we've learned a lot here this day. <laughs> Flog. Flog. Yeah. He's a flogger. Flog. flog. Yeah. The flog. Flog. All right. Yeah. All right. Big flog. All right. So uh yeah. I'm hey listen, I'm all fired up, but for the game, it's gonna be Cam's gonna be on live with us tonight. It's gonna be twelve yeah. fifteen. All right, here we go. We got some decathlon action going on live as we speak right now. Beautiful. There's oh, that crazy. Is that crazy Who's dog, dog of yours, huh? Oh, is that your dog again? I love that dog. He's the best. Is he back? Remember that night on radio? The whole segment. He's an animal. That dog just, he's really got a good bark. Strong. All right, Mick. So uh, what's your prediction, Mick? What's your prediction for uh, for uh, France and Slovenia? Luka Doncic, 17-0. Says it going to be uh, France or Slovenia who wins? Oh, I don't really know. I'll take a, I'll take a guess on uh, Slovenia and uh, and Luca. But you guys, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried because lately, the last few weeks on your show, the phones have been picking up all these background noises. So the dog's way upstairs. There's no way it should have been picked up. So maybe no, like some it. people are listening to us on uh, trying to scam us, and we've got to be careful. I don't know, boys. There's something going wrong. With, with these background noises, it's a bit weird the last few weeks. No, there's nothing weird about it. Your dog is just loud. I just there's nothing weird about it. I, I think the dog brings a lot to the table, personally. I wish and we could train him. But yeah. We have great hearing, Mick. We hear everything. People are very yeah. impressed by that. Like we, Whisper we, 2000. We have yeah. yeah, we have I can hear him when I got like a burrito in the microwave in the other room. Gabe knows. Yeah, 45 seconds. He's reheating his burrito. He hears all my Cam heard. Yep. Cam heard the dog right away. We heard the I dog heard is too. barking. Yeah. Oh, good. It's a sign. Yeah. Underdog. So what'd you think about the grass this morning, uh, Mick? Did you see it live? I will admit I did not. I was up all night watching water polo, and uh, I thought of what Cam said. I said, ah, he's going to win. I get my bed in, and I'll watch it when I wake <laughs> up, and that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the grass wins gold. Good stuff, Mick. Yeah, absolute massive fan. I didn't see it live. Saw the first tweet from Kyle Johnson, our AFL Cats guy, and then I watched it. Massive fan of DeGrasse. He is fantastic. And remember that photo next to the legend Usain Bolt? I was a bit worried about DeGrasse because in those heats, there was a couple of guys that were absolutely brilliant as well. So great news to wake up to this morning. A bronze and a gold. Unbelievable. But what about those women? 100, 200 metre. Oh, and then the hurdles like the athletics is absolutely enthralling. Brilliant. The record by that guy in the uh, hurdles, enthralling. Absolutely love it all, Gabe. Yeah, Warholm from Norway. <laughs> that guy's Did you fast. see his time was again? 45? Yeah, I'll get it? you the exact time here. Uh, I Warholm. need to know. Because the guy's running hurdles at the same time people are running without yeah, hurdles. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah, no yeah. sense. Like, this guy is some kind of god if he's running it in, like, 46 seconds. That's almost unbelievable. I don't, actually don't believe it. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. All right, here, Crazy. Norwegian hurdler Karsten Warholm shattered his own world record by such a large margin, and even even he was in disbelief. The 25-year-old set the 400-world uh, meter hurdles record 
before the games with a time of 46.70 at a meet in Oslo on July 1st and demolished it by 0.76 seconds in Tokyo. 45.94. Once reality set in and Warmheim in a split second to reflect on his godlike 45.94 run, the two-time Olympian celebrated the same way a pro player would. I ripped his jersey off. That's what I'm saying. Like the the announcers during the event said, "We just watched the most impressive feat in track history." Yes, forty five nine six four hundred meters of hurdles, of hurdles. It's insanity. Hold on, Mick. We got Mick on the other side. Game live continues. I'm Renzi. All right, Damian Warner just smashed it uh, right now. Uh, good, good, good stuff as he's getting closer to a gold medal to put us over the top. Not only would we win, not only would we win um, the Damian Warner bet, but we would also win Canada over Canada over four and a half gold medals. So men's field hockey, Australia down to Australia and Belgium, Mick. You ever play field hockey, Mick? How big is field hockey in Australia? Yeah, yeah, I played it at school, but I'm left-handed, so I had a disadvantage. You only you can only play with a right-handed stick. I it's believe true. that's still the rule. But uh, I thought India were better, but they've dropped back in field hockey. A lot of people play it in India, but yeah, Australia's been quite good in the men's and for a long period in the Olympics in the uh, field hockey. Women's field hockey. Is down to three teams: Netherlands, Argentina, and Argent and India. Netherlands are yeah. already into the final, though, Cam. So we're gonna we're waiting the winner. Of we Argentina need Netherlands. Let Mick have the men's for Australia. Sorry, we need the Dutch ladies. It's uh, simply due to mm-hmm. economics. <laughs> <laughs> we have mo- we have money on them. So yeah, we we need Netherlands. Hey, Mick, big game: Canada versus Sweden. Gold medal soccer, Mick. Gold medal soccer. Who you got, Mick? Oh, massive fan of Christina St. Clair. But I got four teams, Gabe. I got Canada, Australia, and the girlfriend. She's from the uh, Netherlands. So I like the orange Netherlands teams. And, of course, a bit of love for USA as well. But, yeah, the Aussies bowed out in the women's soccer. So hopefully Canada can win that. But we better not talk women's basketball. We haven't done too well there. Canada's plus 200 camp. I think they can finish it off. They've never won gold here. I think they can. It's a special group of girls. I think they're going to finish it off plus 200. All right, Mick, CFL football. Who you got this week, Mick? You ready? You're already starting. You're getting ready for the game. You're going to be wandering around the concourse, Edmonton. You're going to be at the first ever Edmonton Elks game in franchise history. (laughs) Think about that. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped, but just back to handball. I heard that Diego Maradona was coaching a bit of handball late in his life. But anyway, yes, the uh, Elks, I think, will win big over the Red Blacks. But I saw the lines this morning, and the Tiger Cats were favoured by four tomorrow night. And then I went down to three and a half. So I think some of the CFL betting guys, like your mate Babano, were a bit shocked they were favoured by four. I like the... I like the Tiger Cats to win tomorrow night, maybe by about three or four. So I'll keep away from the spread. 
I think the Bombers are the play. We got Cam's take before he goes because he won't be here. But, but Andrew Harris is out. All right. Yeah. People act like the Thai Cats or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something like that. Exactly. Oh, people cats. love just everyone loves the Thai Cats. Watch out for Montreal. Watch out for Montreal Thai this cats. year. Thanks, Mick. We are here at the first ever Edmonton Elks game at the Spirit of Edmonton party, and we're about to try this. Look at this, especially for Clam Chowder, who loves his burgers. And Gabe, you eat rubbish. The Elk Burger. Damn good. Go the Elks versus the Red Blacks, starting in an hour and a half. We're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Dodgers. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. We're throwing it down. It's a medal game. If people don't think these teams care about bronze medals, man. You ain't paying attention to this stuff. Telling you what, teams that lose the bronze medal game seem to be more upset than teams that lose the uh, the gold medal game. Let's bring in Mick Aussie right now. I'm starting to get pissed off these games. Things aren't going our way here today. We got to start getting some luck. And I'll tell you what, that CFL game was a real screw job, Mick. Like, uh, listen, if Riley can't play, fine. And I don't even mind. Riley can't play, can't play. What I don't understand is how no one knew he wasn't playing. And number two, Mick, if he can't play, how is he playing in the game after? So, like, why would he not? Why would you wait till you're 28 nothing down to play your start? Like, I don't know what the hell happened there, bro. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee you the sports books aren't happy either. Because if they knew that that kid Nathan Rourke was starting, the point spread wouldn't have been six and a half in the first place, even though BC ends up covering. It was just one of those wild <laughs> nights tonight in the CFL, isn't it? Stupid league. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Gabe, I was as mad as you are because I was hoping the BC Lions could win. But then, I mean, you got to blame the BC Lions defense. They didn't turn up. They were down 28 to nothing. But then when Mike Riley came in, he's throwing wobblers. Like, he throws like he was throwing like I would throw, but he was getting it to the receivers. An amazing comeback. But if the motorbike man... Yamakazi, if he kicked the field goals, the BC Lions would have won. So enthralling game. So glad the CFL's back. The Bombers' defense last night absolutely kicked the Tiger Cats' butt. So two good games yeah. to start. BC covered, eh? No, no, they covered. It's crazy. I know. I, sh- I knew they were going to cover it too. How stupid I didn't take them. Like, uh, I don't listen. It was a wild game, super fun. If you watched it, like I tell you, it's way entertaining. Like, you can't say it wasn't an entertaining game. It was wild. But my beef is, bro, I bet the end game. So, they're like, okay. Because, look, I can't complain. I like the under in the game, guys. So, basically, the star quarterback for the BC Lions didn't play or didn't start. And no one knew. Like, the broadcast didn't know. Like, the game started. They're like, I don't know. They're all like, why is the quarterback not on the field? And no one knew. And they were like, he's supposed to be playing. He's not. And they're like, I don't know. And they said, oh, I guess he's hurt. It's the last second decision. He's not playing. And so if everyone would have known that Mike Riley wasn't playing, Saskatchewan would have been bigger favorites, even though they didn't cover a six and a half, but they would have been bigger favorites. And the total probably would have been lower. Right? But so we can't complain about that because, like, BC would have scored with Nathan Rourke as quarterback. My beef is, Mick, 
I jump in on the in-game, bet a big play to the under because Mike Riley's not playing, Mick. You know what I mean? It's 28 nothing. Mike Riley's not playing. And I'm like, well, Nathan Rourke sucks, and they're not going to score, and the Riders aren't going to win 62 nothing. So I'll take under 58 and a half. And then I'm watching the Olympic basketball game with gold medal to USA and France, Mick. And then I turn back to the CFL game and I see Mike Riley throwing touchdown passes. And I'm like, why is Mike Riley on the field now when he didn't play? Like, like what a screw. Dude, people are mad. Like, yeah, dude, you know what's something with even Dave Naylor, who's like tweeting about it. Dave Naylor's a pretty straight guy. He's like, this is a bad look for the league, for gamblers and sports books. People are really upset. You saw Twitter. CFL got more love, more tweets tonight because of that, Mick, than they ever do. People, gamblers were mad. Like, it, it is what it is, but do your research. But I, do, I don't care about the Mike Riley not starting. It's true. Mike Riley had a bad elbow. They said earlier in the week, but he was, you know, they were, he was going to play, but, you know, he was a little banged up. My beef is how was it that he was unhealthy to play and then you're getting killed and then you decide, you know what's a good idea? We're down 28 nothing. Why don't we put our star quarterback in? It just said a half an hour ago that he can't play. And then they nearly come back and win the game. You got to be kidding me. Like, what, dude, what a wild league that is, bro. Yeah, I'm with you, Gabe. And isn't it amazing how TSN now in pregame and during the game, they're talking sports betting and odds like they're trying to grow the market. I mean, good on them. But, you know, I think it was a legitimate thing. I don't think that hey. the coach tried to screw everyone over. Our buddy Andrew McGuinness was wild at the start. But you know what? It is what it is. It's all about the game. I know you love betting. I don't mind betting, but enthralling game. But we have to call him Michael Riley now. And I actually did meet his mother and dad in Calgary, and his mother died recently, so we have to call him Michael Riley now, but he's a legend. He's an absolute legend. Love him. He's got so much power there in BC. He probably said to the coach, hey, I'm going in. Screw up, you know? Yeah, it's a good, that's a good point, actually. That's a good point. And you know what? His parents did pass, as you stated, his mom or whatever. Uh, I miss. I, I, I heard about it during the game. I was caught up in the Olympics, but uh, he's a hell of a quarterback, and you see, BC are going to be a fun team. We'll be betting the overs with these guys moving forward. And I kind of knew that moving forward. I was worried about the total coming in, but you you raised something that's a point, though. So, listen, everybody, we show point spreads. People show us point spreads. So, But the Canadian Football League, the broadcaster, before the game on the pregame show, but, like, literally two minutes before the game starts, they put on the screen – this segment brought to you by this sports book, right? And then they say, look, the over-under prop is 283 and a half yards for Mike Riley. Like yeah. she said it. She goes, the prop is 283. And then she goes, Mike Riley threw for more than 283 yards in like nine of his ten last ten games last year or whatever. She drops the stat to make people go, oh, my God, how the hell do I not bet Mike Riley over 283 and a half? And then... 30 seconds later, the game starts and Mike Riley's not playing. That's why it left a bad taste in people's mouth. And that's why I'm a gambler, but even I think you got to keep this stuff off the broadcast. Because then it leads, because now people think that the league like TSN was in on it. And TSN's too stupid to be in on that, right? 
my deal that makes TSN look bad. It's not like TSN fooled people to get a cut from the book. You know what I mean? Oh, let's fool people and make people bet on this. But to me, it makes TSN look bad because you guys are doing a damn game. You're the rights holders. It's the CFL. It's not the NFL. How secretive was this? But I guess we're going to find out that I just don't get it, Mick, that how was he, what, he, he, they decided 10 seconds before kickoff he couldn't play? And then they decided when it was 28 nothing he could? And then the in-game number was plus 32, Mick? I can't believe I didn't take that, Mick. The BC Lions, Mick, were plus 32 points tonight in the game. And what they lose by four? Ugh. I want to throw up. Yeah, I, I really think it was like they said. They gave him an injection, and the injection didn't work. But you know what? If this betting, yeah, it made TSN look bad. But if this betting brings in more USA people, and I know we're talking mostly to USA people right now, like Still City Steve, long time mate of yours and mine, he was talking CFL earlier today. I'm going, wow, Still City Steve's a massive CFL fan. Like, this is incredible. It's because it's on ESPN. Yes, great. Let's Hold throw on, this game. No, it's a fun game. It's a fun game, but people get mad if they don't know the quarterback's not playing. Like, that's the thing. Listen, the teams aren't supposed to send you an email, but you want to know. Well, here he is, McGossie. (laughs) The late-night anger management class. I am Renzi, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Olympics, unfortunately, are winding down, but there's there's still some events left. Uh, there's still some events left right now, Mick. Although I just lost a baseball bet in-game. I'm getting killed with these stupid in-game bets that I keep making right now. What the hell's going on with the men diving? Men's diving platform. How long? I, if I would have made I made this bet last night, I didn't know it was going to take forever. Like, how, how long do you, how many times do you guys dive? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, this Chinese guy I bet on, he's already done it like five times perfectly. What do you want from him? What more do you want from the guy? Like, you want him to do it again? What, blindfolded now? Like, how many more times does he have to go up there and jump? <laughs> All right. I'm in second place after round two. Yang Jian, 184.60. Man, we're down by five points, bro. You better step it up, yeah, Yang. Yang Jian. the hell's going on? All right, Mick, so uh, you're going to miss the Olympics, Mick? Oh, I'm burnt out. I'm like, I think it's the first time I've been in like major sports overload because I'm like you, I'm starting to, you know, look forward to the NFL and studying the CFL. But I'm really looking forward to my second favourite event of the Olympics. The 100 metres men's is number one. But the men's marathon that started in 490 BC. So you young kids, that's before Christ. When Philip Peters, he ran 260 kilometers. Just talk about a war that they lost. Like, incredible when you read the history of the men's marathon. I'm enthralled, mate. I watch it all and just absolutely enjoy it. And I actually knew the silver medalist in 1988, Lisa Martin. I went to high school with her in the women's. So, I love the men's marathon and the women's, of course. Yeah, I lost money on the women's marathon today. It was fun to watch, hardcore. Uh, all right, here's a game I actually like coming up. There's more There's more events than I thought that were left right now. Um, Denmark versus France, gold medal, handball. 
Hmm. You ever watch handball, Mick? It's pretty cool, actually. It's more, it's more violent than I realized. It's more contact than I realized. Like there's check, you know what I mean? There, they, you don't just like, you, like you get hit and stuff. Like uh, Egypt were knocking the crap out of France the other night. France won the game. France were kind of skilled. I think Denmark are going to beat them. Thing is, Denmark are minus two fifty on the money line. You got to lay uh, one and a half, one and a half goals. Now we should note handball is pretty damn close, but France were trailing. Egypt the other night, most of the night by like three and four, and they ended up coming back and winning by five. I Denmark are better than France. I Den, there's a reason why they're favorite. I, I'll lay the one and a half goals here. I'm going down in flames. I'm going down with the Olympic uh, torch here. <laughs> uh, things better start turning around. There's only so many times I can say, oh, no, 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 next time, next time. You better win this men's platform. All right, we'll get to the AFL in a second, Mick. I just want to see. Let me just see the events of what's coming up here right now. Make sure we get this right. What do you got in the AFL, actually, while I load this up? What do you got in the AFL? You got any, like, stone cold locks for us? Yeah, but quickly, I'd like to say I think the Stampeders will beat the Argonauts tomorrow in the early game in Calgary. Bethel Thompson is uh, in for Argos because their recruit quarterback's out. So the guys with many names, Bethel Thompson will be up against Bo Levi, Jeans Mitchell. He's a good quarterback. I like the Stamps to win probably cover and i believe the alps are minus eight but there was a COVID scare here this morning i think they went through a walkthrough got cancelled i believe the game is still going to go on but a couple of players have got COVID, so we're all go tomorrow night here i think the alps will cover if it's minus eight or more yeah uh, i'm gonna take the red blacks too many points hey so far underdogs are two and oh so one thing, if you look, look, everyone said Hamilton was going to be Winnipeg. Winnipeg won. Everybody said tonight Saskatchewan was going to kill uh, BC. They did, and then BC ends up backdoor covering the game. Um, I do agree. You know, Mick, what Bo Levi Mitchell Jean's uh, record is? 77 and 18. He's won 77 games and lost 18 games. Yeah, he's good. And Calgary, I mean, oh, I don't like him. You know that. ABC, anyone but Calgary. But they do have good coaching, good management. And they have the players coming through. So they're a bit light on wide receiver this year. Argonauts have recruited very well. I think they'll be good, but might take them a little bit to get going. The Red Blacks, they don't have much, mate. They're, they're tipped to come bottom. So I think at home... With Ellenson and Harris and Darrell Walker, like, Edmonton should be able to score. Our defense is looking a little bit suspect, but it might rain. But, yeah, I do like the uh, Elks. And I'm going to the tailgate party, Spirit of Edmonton, and they're going to have Elk Burgers for sale. So I'm going to have an Elk Burger before the game, mate. Man, you guys just can't, you know, you go from the Eskimo name, you get a new name, and now you got to go kill a bunch of Elks. You guys just can't stop there, huh? Yeah, like you're like ready. Now we're making elk burgers. Oh, great! Like, like I don't need elk burgers. What do you want an elk burger for? They're selling them at the Spirit of Edmonton tailgate party. What do you mean? You eat beef? You eat all that rubbishy oh, yeah, crap yeah, yeah. takeout food? A beautiful elk burger is probably like rich dark meat. I'm guessing. 
I've ate stuff like that when I lived in Colorado. My boss took me out and we ate some of his uh, elk or moose or something like that. So, yeah, I'm sure it's a rich, rich, high-protein, beautiful meat, I presume. Uh, you're probably right, mate. Knock yourself out, buddy. I'm telling you what, I guarantee you they'd sell those in the stadium. No, 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 but, but you can get beautiful meat burgers inside the stadium. Trust me, guys. Yeah. Commonwealth Stadium's a great place, beautiful place, big stadium. I got four season tickets here this year for my girlfriend and a couple of mates. I got looked after, got a nice sponsor. Things are good, so really looking forward to being back. Free oh. T-shirts for the first 35,000 people tomorrow night. Unbelievable. That's that's pretty cool of them. Dear God, watching the diving here. Yeah, you guys watch. I don't know how many of you guys are watching the diving here. That camera shot was way like, like that, that was just you know it was way too much. It's way too much. Um. All right. All right, hold on, Mick. So, yeah, what do you got? Like, what do you got for us, Mick? You got some? You got any like stone cold locks? Because as you can see, I got yeah. uh, zero tolerance tonight. We need some winners. What do you got? I'm with you, Gabe. I am annoyed with the AFL. It's absolute craziness this year. I really think the Port Adelaide Power Pap Smears will win and absolutely smash my Adelaide Crows. Take them at minus thirty-seven point five. The former captain of the Crows, Tex Walker, is in trouble for. A racial slur, and he's out for six weeks. So major trouble at the Crows. The Power have won the last three showdowns by a heap. They'll probably win again tomorrow. Big. All right, McCarthy, uh with us. Hey, I hear uh, I hear Drew Locks looking good, Mick, in uh, Broncos camp. Have you heard that? Oh, well, he's a bit inconsistent. I hope Teddy Bridgewater starts, but good competition. But, yes, I've got to get on top of the NFL. But you kind of upset me a little bit the other night. Like, you said that anyone that doesn't bet NFL preseason isn't a serious sports NFL guy. Like, the only reason I'll bet NFL preseason is if you go, like, 70%, and then I might back your winners because I know you got Steelers last night. But I don't know how you can bet NFL preseason. You don't even know who's going to play. But good on you yeah, if you're winning. It's the I'm opposite. <laughs> you can you can argue how do you bet on the regular season? The regular season is tougher to pick than the preseason. You know who's going to play in the preseason. And it does get chaotic. You know, honestly, the se- <laughs> betting on a preseason game is like betting on a CFL game. You can handicap it, but once it starts, dude, like it's it's like sending a kid to the store to buy milk with money. You hope he comes back, and you hope he doesn't get his teeth kicked in. Um, you know, <laughs> so let me ask you, Mick. I uh, I guess I'm speaking from personal experience. Um, let me ask you. I watched this last night. I didn't even know what it meant. Okay, do you know what this means? So uh, cycling, Madison, Madison track final. So I guess they used to have like this. Uh, it's like uh, it's like a team. Two two cyclists are on the same team per country, and they go like ten thousand laps or something, bro. It's insane. Like they, it's, it's forever, and it's like it's like a demolition derby. There's like they're all on the track at the same time, man, and they have sprints. You get points and stuff. It's really cool, actually. It's like roller derby cycling. 
They're all there. There's spills. People are crashing. There's sprints for points. Really, it's actually pretty cool. It's coming up in a couple of minutes. I think it's just starting right now, but I don't want to bet on it. I don't have the heart to bet on it. Um, we got uh, handball, bronze medal game, Egypt and Spain. I tell you, every Egyptian team that I watch in this Olympics competed hard, man. Those guys compete. I gotta tell you, the Egyptians got a bunch of wrestling wrapping up. You ever cycle, Mick, competitively? In Australia, you ever uh, put the, like the little tight spandex on and shave your legs and everything and get out there? <laughs> nah, the, the most I've ever done was at Woodville Warriors uh, pre-season training. We did triathlons around uh, West Lakes in Adelaide, so that was fun. The triathlons was fun, but no, nah, I haven't done competitive cycling. <laughs> the late night anger management class. Thanks, Mick. All right, make sure you listen to Peyton Manning. All of fame, please. See you later. Have a great weekend. Well, that was a lot of fun again on Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morenzi. Notice how it didn't want to talk much AFL picks this week because it's been absolute stupid craziness the last few weeks. The two teams that make the uh, seventh and eighth spot in the finals won't deserve it. It's hard to pick a winner. I spent hours researching, listening to all the great podcasts in Australia. And even the experts can't pick winners this year, especially the last month. Then again last night, the Carlton Blues lost to the Gold Coast Suns. And the Port Adelaide Power Pats me is my best bet to cover. They only won by four points over the Crows. So let's uh, talk now. The second segment from my interview a few weeks ago with a Yank on the Footy podcast. So for the critical people out there, I'm going to explain that I slightly didn't understand his question. He said to me, out of all the people I've met, famous people, who would I like to be in a room with? I just thought he said out of any famous person. So I need to apologise here. I have not met Roger Federer, although I did tell the story how Peter Carter, who I played when I was about 12 years old in Adelaide, was his first coach, so look that up in one of my past podcasts. I've also not met Kobe Bryant, and I never will, but I did see Kobe Bryant play for the Lakers with Shaq when I first moved to Vancouver in 1998. Paid like 15 bucks for a ticket five minutes into the game, so that was great to see the legend Kobe Bryant play. Peyton Manning, I have stood right next to him on the sidelines of Pro Bowl on a couple of occasions. My favourite player ever, along with Tom Brady. And Peyton's in the Hall of Fame. The speech is happening today. Of course, I've met Pamela Anderson, as you'll see in my movie. So let's now go to the segment with a yank on the footy. And then he also asked me how Kim became Mick. The last two questions that I have for you here. Um, if you find yourself in a room with all of the people that you've met in the world, who is the first person that you're looking for? Oh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> nah, she's no. getting a bit old, but she's a good, she's so, very famous. And so I who, really who, enjoyed meeting her. Who's upstairs right now at your place? <laughs> hey. 
my girlfriend's been with me six years. She knows what I'm like. Okay. Um, okay. I'd have to put uh, I'd have to put Peyton Manning there. I absolutely love Peyton Manning. Okay. Absolute champion. One of my favorite athletes ever. Okay. Uh, Roger Federer. Roger Federer. Kobe's not around. Massive Kobe fan. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady. Okay. Oh, there you go. There's a few okay. for you. Now, the last question that I have for you. What is your autobiography going to be called? <laughs> oh. oh, well, um, why Kim became Mick. Holy shit. I just realized where that came from. My, I don't know if you just, I don't know if you saw the little light bulb just go on over my head right now. Yeah. There you go. I, I can, I cannot believe that I didn't, I thought I, all along I've been thinking there was some sort of an Irish theme to this that I hadn't picked up on yet. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. This is yeah. good Lord. I can't, I cannot believe I did not pick up on that. That's all right. That is, uh, that's all right. It's a funny story. I was in a bar in Vancouver many years ago and I was selling engineering software, as I said, and I gave my business card to this guy that was in engineering and he goes, your name's Mick. I said, what do you mean? He goes, Kim backwards is Mick. I'm going, wow, I'm going to use that. Absolutely. And then became Mick Aussie. So there you go. Well, that's, that's, a, wow. Okay. And I wish I had figured that out earlier, but that I'm, we wouldn't have gotten to that story in terms of where the, <laughs> the Mick came from. So, so it wasn't something that you came up with. Somebody else came up with that for you. So uh, that is, uh, that's terrific. So where can people find you? All right. Well, it's Mick Aussie. So it's M-Y-K and then Aussie, A-U-S-S-I-E. So if you type that in Google, you'll find me everywhere. Twitter, uh, MickAussie.com. I started in year 1999, sorry, 2000. And then, last year i've developed mickaussie.tv so uh i've put a lot of work into that i've got totalcfl.com as well but yeah basically myk aussie and uh, twitter twitter's where i play mostly okay okay terrific well ladies and gentlemen i'd like to thank uh kim harrison or the the former engineering software uh salesman known as mick uh for coming on today and I, I appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we had a couple little glitches here, but we got, we got past it. And uh, you were right. This was, this was a hell of a lot of fun talking to you about this and, and learning about your journey and just how passionate you are about the, uh, the games here in North America. And it's, I appreciate the, the fact that you, you, the kind words that you said about what I'm doing. And it, that was just, that means the world to me because you're, you're somebody who I, I respect what you're doing because of the, uh, the time that you have devoted to it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment when I was on a Yank on the Footies podcast. And of course, I've met and talked to the legend Tom Brady on four occasions, as you would have heard in my past podcasts and also on my TV shows. Also, as always, I end with a reading from my grandfather's amazing book, and I've also put these readings up in a separate podcast, so check that out, the first six readings from my last six podcasts. 
Here we go. During seeding time, Mr. Johnson asked me if I would go to a neighbor's farm for a few weeks to help him with his seeding operations. This I did. As money was not plentiful at this time of year among the farmers, this relieved Mr. Johnson of a few weeks wages while it helped the neighbor, Mr. Burton, get his land ready for seeding. I enjoyed this break away from the Johnson farm, although the work was, was very hard. I spent long hours picking up sticks and other rubbish that would not go through the combine. Mr. and Mrs. Burton were very nice people and were very good to me. Their son, Ray and daughter, Elston, were at home on the farm. Ray was three years older than me and Elston was still going to school. As the school was five miles from the Burton farm, Elston drove herself in the car. She was not old enough to obtain a license, so she had to drive through the paddocks. <laughs> Typical outback in Australia. During my time at the Burton's farm, I was allowed to go with them to the football and stay for the evening meal and dance, which helped to make life more enjoyable for me. I was now entering into the spirit of the district and the Australian way of life. When Mr. Burton had completed his seeding, I had to return to Johnson's farm and I was under contract for three years with Mr. Johnson. Cecil was now married and his wife were living on the farm. So we had to move into a room partitioned off in the shed. This was my first experience of roughing it in Australia and I was not happy about it at the time. This shed contained seed, super, and implements with a partition made of bags sewn together. It was what the Australians now term a humpy. <laughs> By this time I was getting to know more people and I spent many Sunday afternoons at the home of the neighboring Haynes family. They had four boys and three girls and these visits helped to break the lonely outback life for me. It was here that I learned to play tennis on a court scraped on the ground and using wire netting for the net. Wow. This was certainly rough, but we enjoyed ourselves and this was the introduction for a game which I played for over 30 years. Well, I never saw my grandfather play tennis, but my dad Kevin was an excellent tennis player one of the top players in Gawler and area, a very strong country league of tennis. And thus, I love tennis. And luckily, I had a great coach and I really enjoyed playing tennis. I never beat my dad, maybe if I kept going, but I finished playing competitive tennis at about 19 years old to concentrate on Aussie footy. But there you go, my grandfather loved tennis, he loved watching us kids play, and my dad was an amazing tennis player.